You know, it's funny. I've been a uh, Christ follower for many, many years, and, and uh, I felt all of those things at times yeah. in prayer, if I'm honest, because it becomes something it's not supposed to be, and before you know it, you might as well be reciting an old, an old gospel tune or something. But you feel a lot of those things because I think prayer has, has become something that uh, is so simple, it's hard for us to believe. And I want us to take a few moments today to really uh, look to Jesus, because I like to think, think about things very simply. And look at, I want us to look at three examples of prayer. One, one is when Jesus was asked how to pray, and he answers that question. The second is when Jesus talks answers about prayer, but he talks about mostly what prayer is not. And then the last one is a brief example of Jesus actually in prayer. What better place to look at than Jesus? So if you want a Bible and you don't have a Bible, raise your hand. The ushers will bring you one down. Uh, This is a gift of us, from us to you. And um, we want you to take it home and eat it and read it. Eat it, not literally. Eat it, you know, like eat it. Don't chew the pages. It doesn't taste real good. But um, just take it. It's yours, our gift to you. And, and I want us to begin at look, looking at Jesus when he addresses the question of how to pray. And we find that verse in Luke chapter 11, beginning in verse 1. It says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John's disciples, just like John's disciples taught, taught his disciples, John the Baptist he's referring to. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father... Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Teach us to pray. Here were these Jewish uh, followers of Jesus that had been raised as Hebrew children, Jewish children. and, And prayer was a huge part of their life. Uh, liturgical prayer was some, a fancy word for, the, you know, they had recited these prayers, they had these prayers modeled. They, in their households, prayer was an intimate, intricate part of their lives. And yet, they're around Jesus for a prolonged period of time, and they say, Lord, they see him come back and say, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Do you not know how to pray? Of course they knew how to pray. But there was something different in the way this man prayed. I, I've read a lot of books on prayer, heard a lot of messages on prayer, prayed a lot by myself and with other people. Every once in a while, you run into somebody who really kind of rocks your world. You know, they, they, you hear them pray, and it's not, it's hard to put your finger on it, but something moves you so much that you go, wow. The intimacy that that person has, the relationship, the, the, the simple relationship, that that person has, it isn't based on the number of words or the eloquence they use, just something about, and you feel like, you know, man, I want to pray like that. Can you teach me how to pray? That's the kind of prayer life Jesus had. It was natural. It was seamless. It was throughout his day, short, long, uh, extended, or, you know, bullet prayers, whatever what Jesus was always talking to God throughout his life. And, and that, that rich Lavish prayer life is not only for Jesus, but it's available to any one of us. And it can come uh, and will come with time. Prayer gets easier the more you do it. If you're here today and you say, man, I, I, you know, I can say thank you, God. That's a great place to start. Or if you're out there, can you help me just want to 
can I know more or whatever? That's a great place to start. But prayer is for every, um, it, it never stops. You, you can be a, just a novice or you could be a Christ follower for years. You know, you've been around as long as Moses. It's all, it's all there because prayer is about, it's a way to form, maintain, and mature a relationship with God. It's kind of like having, if you have multiple children, it's kind of like this. Your youngest child usually asks for everything, don't they? If you're a parent, you can nod your head in agreement. That's the way it works. Maybe it's just my kids. But when they were little, they were like, can I have that? Can I have that? Can I have that? Can I have that? Why does this happen? Why does that happen? And they'll ask you for anything. You could, you could be carrying around a machete in your hand, you know, and they say, can I have that? And no, you can't have that. You're going to hurt yourself. Or you can be driving. Can I drive? No, you're four years old. Of course you can't drive. They ask. They ask. And then you have a child, a middle child, a little older than that. They know. They've been around you and seen you not what they know you a little bit better, so they don't ask as much. They don't just bother asking, even though inside they might want it. Then if you have an older child, that older child's been around long enough where they won't ask, but they'll know the reason behind why they, why they won't get what they, if they want something. And hopefully they'll know it's not because you're just some mean person, but you don't want them to hurt yourself. Prayer is kind of like that, whether you're at the beginning and you're forming a relationship with God or you're in the, in the maintenance mode or you're maturing, it's always, it, it always works because it helps us develop a relationship with God. And that's what prayer is about. It's a relationship. It's a relationship with God. And you might be saying, well, that's all well and good, but how do, I, how do I do that? How do I get there? Well, the, the answer to that is prayer is not an exact science. It really isn't. No two people pray alike. Um, that's why it's so important to pray. Like, for instance, for Haiti, you may say, well, a lot of people are praying for Haiti. And we're all saying the same thing. Yeah, but your prayer is unique. Don't ask me how it works. Um, but you're unique. Your prayers are unique. And when they get together and they get up to, they get, they get up to heaven... Uh, I, I think it's kind of like, you know, like a symphony. It all just makes sense. It all kind of works together. But every, it's not exact, exact science. They came to Jesus and said, how do we pray? And Jesus gives them this, this prayer. Well, this prayer, growing up, I used to recite it literally and wrote like that. I used to just pray this prayer. There's nothing wrong with reciting a prayer or written a prayer or writing a prayer. There's nothing wrong with that if your heart is behind it, if you're sincere. But if you're just reading it, that's not why Jesus gave this prayer. It's funny. God knew that we are great at turning principles into, into rules. So very rarely does he say, okay, do absolutely this. You know, it, it, the Bible, the more you read it, you realize, well, it's a guidebook. It's not a rule book. It contains rules. But it's, it's not a rule book. Because Jesus knew that we would turn things into rules and say, you aren't doing it the way you should. We're great at that. So he gives them a pattern, not something to exactly pray. As a matter of fact, he doesn't even, he say, he doesn't even say, well, this is how I pray. This is, this is what I believe. He, obviously, he prayed some of these things, but he, he sticks a line in there, forgive us our sins. Well, Jesus never sinned. So I doubt that he ever said, forgive us our sins. I mean, he was tempted to. But he gives it to us as a pattern, as an example for us to pray. Not as a rule because there's always uh, 
a danger that will turn things into rules. And that's not what prayer is. And that's what causes some of the kind of discomfort uh, and turns prayer into something it's not supposed to be. So Jesus lays out this thing and he says, this is how to pray. Now I want you to see, fellas, I'm going to give you something that tells you how mostly not to pray, okay? And that's found in Matthew 6, beginning in verse 8. Jesus says the following, he says, And when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. The first thing is is an assumption, and it's when you pray, not if you pray. Jesus makes an assumption that we will pray. Well, I don't know how to pray. We'll start off by, how do I pray, God? Well, I don't feel like praying. Well, God, give me the want to want to to pray. Uh, Well, I just feel myself, you know, just doing the same thing over and over. Well, change up. Do something. When you pray, do it. I think prayer, listen, prayer is great before you eat before you go to sleep and all that stuff. I mean, you can never pray enough. You can do it in many different forms, many, many different ways, many di- different dura- durations. But there comes a time when we need individual time to pray, us individually with God. And I think that's what Jesus is saying here. Listen, when you pray, not if you pray, when you pray, if, if, if we're just sending up bullet prayers all the time or if we're just praying over our food, or if that, th- those are the only things. God, help me before I go into this battle. You know, it's kind of like drive-through. You know, you have enough. If your entire diet consists of drive-through, one day you're going to stand before a mirror and you're going to go, oh, what happened? You know, and you're going to go, ooh. You know, you're not getting the kind of nutrition. You need a square meal every once in a while. You know what I mean? Probably more than not. So Jesus says, when you pray, not if you pray. And then, uh, then you, you, you know, I'm sure you've heard the saying, Honesty is the best policy. Well, in prayer, honesty is the only policy. Honesty is the only policy. Jesus says, if, you, if you're not honest, you've received your reward in full. Whatever it is that you, you were getting from, you know, expelling that oxygen, you've received it. You're not going to get anything else if you're not honest in your heart. He says, you know, there, there, there's this... I don't want phony and fake and, and, and going through the motions. He goes, as a matter of fact, just in case, why don't you find a secluded place where you can go and get away from the temptation to impress people? Now, let me, let me lay out this disclaimer. Jesus didn't, didn't, he's not saying that you can't pray with other people or can't pray publicly because we see throughout the Bible, the book of Acts, for instance, the church was praying together all the time. And we see Jesus wants when two or more gathered, man, we pray and there's a special power and we pray here at church. He's not saying that, but what he's saying is there's a danger in that to be fake, 
to be phony, to not be who you are. And that is not what I want. As a matter of fact, I want you to be honest. You know, my own life, the longer I've been a Christian, Christ follower, I, 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 I think that the temptation is, I know what I should be feeling. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And uh, therefore, my prayers can be, well, God, you know, I, I, I know what to do. But my, I've grown in the last year to really lay it out like a child. Because even though um, Jesus wants us to, 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 to mature, he, he doesn't ever want us to lose our childlike heart. That heart to say, hey, can I drive? Yeah, you're three and a half years old. No, he wants us to ask. He wants us to be honest. That's a great thing about kids. Now he wants us to mature beyond that, but he wants, us, he wants us to be able to ask. And I think for me, it's really saying, okay, I know I'm supposed to be feeling this. I know I'm supposed to do this and want to do it, but I don't want to do it right now. That's not where I'm at. Here's where I'm really at. And Jesus says, honesty. It's the only policy. And guess what? He knows what you're going to ask before you even ask him. Well, then why ask him? I don't know, but just go ahead and pray anyway. Honesty is the only policy. There's, a, there's this danger, as we read from this passage, that prayer will become this mechanical, I have to do it, rather than something that I want to do. I may not always want to do it, but... Something that I can't, it's like an umbilical cord. I can't sever that thing. Man, I want, I want to talk to you. I may not even know what I'm going to say, but it, I need to. I want to. I think that's what Jesus, that's why he lived the kind of life he lived. You know, have you ever heard this statement? Well, all we can do now is pray. You ever heard that? Some way, shape, or form? You know, if we understood prayer we would say, man, that's the first thing we need to do. That's the first thing we need to do it during, before, after, in between. We need to do it all the time. I believe if we really understand prayer and its many, the, the power on its many levels, it, it's so simple that we can't believe it's that simple. It is, I believe, history-altering. We, we have examples in the Bible of men who prayed, and it looked like they changed God's mind. You say, well, how could somebody change God's mind? Again, I don't know. All I know is I'm glad they said that prayer, that Moses said a prayer to keep the whole nation from being destroyed, because apparently the whole nation didn't get destroyed, so i rather him say that prayer than not say that prayer. I know my mother years ago have been was praying for me when I didn't even know about it. I'm convinced that she saved my life many a time. I'm convinced that my kids, uh, their lives have been changed and saved because of one, something that I prayed, something that I spoke. That's just what I believe. You say, well, that's kind of silly. That's all mystical. I, I just believe it. It has power on levels that we don't understand. When someone says to you, I'm praying for you, what does that do for you? Well, thanks, but can you write a check instead? <laughs> it's, we want the tangible, don't we? I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. That's great. Appreciate it. 
man, when, 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 a, when someone like a Dave Duty says to me, I'm praying for you, I go, thank you. You know, I, I, I just, I believe it that much. And there's people that believe it that much. And I believe Jesus believed it that much. That's why he did it that much. That was, that's why it was something that was more than just kind of going through an exercise, reciting words. But he made time for it. He did it in the morning. He did it in the evening. He lost sleep. He made time. It sacrifices for it because of the power in prayer. Let's look at our final scripture that has to do with, uh, we see the power. It has to do with the power of prayer and in Jesus' life. And I think uh, this, this occurred right before Jesus went to the cross, which was, he knew what was going to happen. It was the most difficult thing. He, he, it was why he came to earth. It was what he lived for, and it was so difficult. And we see how difficult it was for him as we find him in prayer in Matthew 26, beginning in verse 38. Then he said to them, this is the night before he gets crucified, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He took his best friends, Peter, James, and John with him because it was such a tough time, just like I'd want to take my loved ones with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and he prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples three gentlemen that he took, his best friends, and he found them sleeping. Could you men not keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Prayer is a powerful thing. And the first thing I want to point out is that prayer provides protection. I mentioned the prayers. I believe my mom will pray for me when I was running around and couldn't even spell God that I believe saved my life. Prayer is a powerful thing. Here Jesus, Jesus points out something. He comes back and he finds these guys sleeping, which must have been heart gut-wrenching to them. But, but he says to them, watch and pray. So that you won't fall into temptation. The, the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Don't you understand? You need to be alert. I think, uh, I, I want to say this. If you believe in God, and most people that are here believe in God, you may be forming a belief. You may be trying to figure it out. That's all right, too. But, okay, you, you believe in God. You've got to equally believe in the existence of evil. The Bible calls him Satan, and he's not alone. So in believing this principle, uh, Jesus says, listen, one of the biggest weapons that you have is to pray. Uh, I love the way the Message Bible translates this verse. It says, watch and pray that you won't wander into temptation. Because, you know, part of you wants to do what's right. But the other part is kind of like a sleeping dog that curls up next to a fire. You know, we, we, we're, we're just comfortable. When things are going well and our ducks in a row, you know what happens? We, uh, we don't really need a whole lot of anything, including God, including prayer. Now, when we're not, we're like, oh, Lord, please, I'll never, you know, it, it, it changes. And we even pray for other people. But when it's our problem, oh, my gosh, it intensifies. 
you know, because it's me. Jesus said, listen, prayer, that that enemy, you're fighting something here, but you can't see him. Ephesians 6.12 says, um, for the battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against this stuff, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of evil and the spiritual forces of evil uh, in the heavenly realms. I just butchered that verse, but it says, you know, there's a battle going on and you can't see it. And there's someone that's crawling up and down these, prowling up and down these aisles, and he's looking down the aisles, and he knows what buttons to push to get your mind off of what it needs to be on, which is your relationship with the one who gave you life and promises to give you life and everything you need in between. This battle is taking, it's taking place on earth, and it's taking place in heaven. I, I think because we can't see it, we think, ah, oh, you're just being dramatic Yet we walk into a movie like Avatar, really cool movie, you know, with, and we take our 3D glasses and we come out and go, man, those things are real. You know, we have an easier time believing in that than we do in what, in what really is going on that we can't see, which is a battle. And prayer provides protection and keeps us alert, uh, keeps us from falling into temptation. Now, I think here, here's, here's the, the key in prayer. One of the keys, but I, I think it's the, the most important thing that Jesus demonstrates. Jesus, at the, uh, he goes in, he's in the garden, he's going through this difficult time. He says, man, he says, if there's another way, God, if there's a plan B, if there's, you know, can we maybe do that? But then he adds, yet, not as I want, not my will, but your will be done. If this is possible for you to change this, God, change it. This from the same man who when a father came up to him in, the, in one of the gospel stories, a father came up and he had a sick son. He said, if you can make my son better with you. And Jesus looked at him and said, if, 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 if I can, all things are possible for him who believes, Jesus said. This was a man who believed that he could do anything through his father. And yet, here he is in the garden, and he says, if there's another way, he's not saying change it, because he knew he could change it. What he's saying is change me. Sync me up with your plan. Align me in your direction, because this don't feel good. This is not easy. I'm going to die here. I can't handle it. Help my heart get there. And it was so hard for him that he had to do it three times. He prayed, found, came back, found him sleeping, went off, prayed again, came back, found him sleeping. Great friends, huh? And then came back a third time. Guess what? They were sleeping again. He prayed three times, God, if there's another way. But the third time, he comes back, and he has a different attitude. He says, look, here comes my betrayer. Let's go. I'm ready. That's the power in prayer. This, this mysterious thing that isn't exact science, you wrestle you, you sometimes go into prayer, and you don't even know what the issue is, but somehow it, it works. You see it in, in, the, in the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms are songs that are written and poems that are written, and there are prayer journals that are written for all of us to see. Can you imagine if, if, if somebody published my prayer journal, my, 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 my journals, I'd be embarrassed, but it's there for us. It's people struggling with things they didn't understand. They didn't even know what the issue is. Other times they didn't want it, other times, but by the end of it, Generally, people get synced up with God, aligned 
with God. That is the power of prayer. I remember uh, when I was in college, I'm a, I'm a Florida boy, so I knew nothing about snow and ice. So as a youngster who was, you know, uh, I, I was never going to die. I was immortal. I didn't know the Lord. You know, I was driving my car much too fast, I'm ashamed to say. But, you know, I did it many times. And I hit what they call black ice. Is that right? And, man, it was like this magical experience. I'm driving along, you know, probably I, I was too cool to drive that way. I was probably like this, you know what I mean? So I was driving along, and all of a sudden I hit this patch of ice, and it was like, you know what? I mean, I'm on the highway. I'm going like, you know, who knows what, but I won't tell you because you lose all respect for me. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm spinning around, and, and all of a sudden I start to realize, whoa. And I start to get nervous, and I said, this of the 10 things that are going to happen, nine are not good. You know, and, and before I know it, the front wheels grabbed, dry payment, it was like, <laughs> boom. I didn't even know what happened. But I was facing the right way, and I was still alive, and I slowed down. You know, being a hypocrite, I you know, it slowed down. That's prayer. Sometimes you're just kind of going around, and you don't know what, what's going on. <laughs> you know? What? And all of a sudden, when you get and you start praying and you start going, all of a sudden, you go, okay, Lord, I'm ready now. I get it now. I see it now. Powerful day. Prayer is powerful because prayer is not so much what God is doing for you as it is what God is doing in you. James, the book of James, there's a scripture that says, there's a verse that says, prayers of a righteous man or woman are powerful and effective. It's talking about regular folks like you and me. You say, well, that's not me. I'm not right. Regular folks like you and me. Life point exists to connect people with God. That's the only reason we exist. And all you have to do, you don't have to look far to find regular folk right here under this roof. All you got to do is look to your left and to your right, and you're going you're gonna to run into regular folks who are far from perfect. They'll tell you, but are connecting with God consistently through prayer and experiencing powerful and effective results, both for themselves and others. Why do I pray? Um, I pray because I know that God's in control and sometimes I forget that, but... I pray usually to, uh, to help my relationship with God. It's kind of a reflection of my relationship to, with God. I love God and I want to be in communion with Him. It changes me. Like, it, when I have a chance to talk to God, like, just in conversation and, um, speaking with him and, and listening. But I do have an intimate relationship with God, and that is through talking to him all the time. I do everything from closing my eyes to kneeling on my knees. I, I, take, I usually pray every morning in the shower. Mostly speaking, I, I have done some writing, but usually just speaking, just talking um, as though I'm sitting with God and, and just have a 
personal conversation? I like to email, so I email prayers to people sometimes. If someone emails me and says, Donna, will you please pray for me about this? I will answer them back right then and I'll email a prayer to them. For me, one of the keys is for it to be what God wants and not what I want. And all that I ask God in those situations is that He hold and He comfort those that need it. Uh, over, over the years, I've seen God answer prayer for uh, healthy marriages to, to not see to not see the marriage uh, dissipate. I've seen people find jobs. I've actually seen healings uh, of a baby even in a womb who we prayed for once. But I, I definitely have prayed specifically about a, a financial matter or financial needs. God comes through miraculously, to, sometimes to the almost to the penny. Yeah, back in 1990 when I relocated my father after I had not seen him in 30 years that prayer was answered and um, it was awesome just think of you're sitting across the table from him you're sitting across the, the room from him and just talk to him there's not a right or wrong way there's not words that have to be said in order for a prayer to be heard just talk be you be yourself don't don't think it has to be a certain way there there no two people should pray alike because no two people are the same. Just talk to God like you're sitting and talking to your best friend and just be real with Him. Um, just that anybody can pray. Prayer is, is, is simple communication with God. It can be a simple sentence at any time of the day, eyes closed, open, head bowed, uh, no matter where you are, anytime. Let's pray. Bow with me if you would. Uh, our Father, our Dad, we, uh, we're, we don't know what to say. We just pray uh, that you give us words to say. I pray for everyone in this room. I pray that, Father, for, for that person who's seeking you for the first time, uh, that you would give them uh, words and the courage to, to ask you uh, for direction. We ask you for the, the most mature, spiritually strong person in this room to never cease in praying for everyone. And uh, Lord, we thank you that we can have a relationship with you in this life right now um, that, that can tap us into your power and, 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 and be fulfilled and grow and have everything we need. We love you so very much. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.